Aloha, men of abundance. This is episode 63 with Chris Kremitsos. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, men of abundance? Today we are talking with Chris Kremitsos. Just wait until you hear about how he went from 85 cents in his pocket and living in a 400 square foot apartment and started generating income based out of sheer determination and just a little bit of knowledge. This is really going to blow you away. I really love this story and I love talking with Chris. Today's episode is brought to you by Shakeology the healthiest meal of the day and quite frankly my healthiest meal of the day and has been for the last six years. Now look there are a lot of me too healthy drinks and diet shakes and all this other kind of stuff out there for you to choose from and trust me I've been pitched on many of them I have tried a few but I keep going back to Shakeology and there's a specific reason for that. It has done so many amazing things for me in my life from energy. I'm just so, I've got so many things going on. I need the energy. I have joint issues that it helps me with, helps me control my esophageal reflux and so, so much more. I just can't get into it right here. I just want to share this with you. Go over to menofabundance.com forward slash shake, S-H-A-K-E. Go check out that page. And I want you to check out that private video that I posted up on that site about me and my little guy drinking Shakeology and why. It's a really cute video to see anyway, but there's a lot of really good information there as well. And trust me on this, you're definitely going to want to get this stuff in your body and give it to your family. Now on another note, Men of Abundance is really gaining some momentum. And quite frankly, it's all because of you, the listener. It's all because many of you are sharing Men of Abundance with your friends and your family. You're sharing it on Facebook and Twitter. I can see it out there. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. And I'm very honored that you would do that for me and do that for all the other men that are trying to get this information out there to other guys who know that they want to live a life of abundance. They're just looking for the information and looking for a way to do that. So please keep doing that and go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review over there. I really would like four and five star ratings, but I honestly want you to put whatever you feel needs to be said on iTunes. I truly appreciate your input. I appreciate your information. If you have anything negative to say, I would truly appreciate it if you got with me directly through Facebook, email, whatever, because I really want to make Men of Abundance a quality podcast and an amazing community for you to hang out in. That's my ultimate goal. So please help me do that and providing whatever feedback that you have. And if you have anything positive to say, then please go do that on iTunes and leave a four or five star rating and review. I truly appreciate that. Now let's talk a little bit about Chris, our featured guest today. Chris Kremitsos is on a mission to help podcasters be all they can be because he believes in the importance of their message. Chris is the creator of the soon-to-be-released documentary, The Messengers, a podcast documentary. And you may have seen me wear my shirt. I had it on Facebook for quite a while of me wearing The Messengers shirt out on the beach. 
Chris is the man behind that documentary. It's super cool watching him build this. And I'm going to share in the show notes where you can also watch him as they go through and building the documentary because they're documenting their progress as they're doc- as they're putting this documentary together. Anyway, Chris and his wife Katie are also the founders of PodFest Multimedia Expo, which is taking place in Orlando this year. February 23rd through the 25th. So make sure you get the word out if you know any other podcasters because they absolutely must be there. I'm very excited to introduce you to Mr. Chris Kremitzos. Chris, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Wally. Man, I'm so excited to get you on. When James uh, hit me up, he's like, hey, do you know Chris Kremitzos? I was like, that name sounds so familiar. And then uh, it dawned on me right away. I was like, oh my goodness, the messengers. I'm wearing the darn shirt. It's on my Facebook. I should know this guy. Yeah, and thank you for wearing this shirt. It's always great to see people carrying the brand and uh, you know, putting it out there. So I, I can't tell you how much the crew and I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And, and Men of Abundance, we'll talk about that in just a minute and the significance of all of that. But this is the man behind the shirt and behind behind the messenger. So we'll get into that in just a minute. So where are you at in the world, Chris? I'm in uh, Tampa, Florida right now. Man, we love Tampa. Tracy and I, we have friends down in Tampa and we visit every chance we get. Um, and I spent three months. I was in um, Cocoa Beach, Florida, through a, going through a military some military training. Well, when I say military training, you're thinking guns and all this kind of stuff, but it was actually equal employment uh, opportunity training to be an equal opportunity advisor out here in the Pacific region. Uh, so I spent three, a little over three months down in uh, Cocoa Beach. I fell in love with that area. Yeah, Florida in general has so much to offer. My wife and I have probably been on 50 mini vacations in Florida, and we still have not explored the entire state <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah there was no way i could do so in, in three months but yeah we, and if we ever do leave hawaii um that's the place that we want to go that's our top choice is down in the tampa t- between tampa orlando st pete that whole area is where we really like to to go it's a great community and it's very family focused so it's a great p- place to live and work Agreed. So before we get started, get too much into the show here, I like to start the show up basically the same way I start every morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Chris? Um, my wife and my, my daughter uh, has been a great support, and if it wasn't for her, uh, there's a lot of things I would not have been able to accomplish without her support. And then uh, my little girl, my little girl Sedona, is uh, just everything to me. So I know I used to roll my eyes when people would say they're kids or whatever, but uh, <laughs> there's nothing greater than a, a child <laughs> in my eyes. So, and, and it's, it's the, you know, it's the answer that I will give for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And especially your own child. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. <laughs> Without a doubt. So Sedona, where did you get that name from? Well, Sedona, Arizona is a, a beautiful place if you haven't been. And, uh, uh, it's named after actually a woman. The Sedona is a female name, and it, it kind of means amazing woman. That is a amazing, amazing story about that woman as well. Um, I heard that story actually on a podcast on Mike Rose yeah, Mike podcast. Yeah, yep. yeah, amazing. In fact, I'm I'm born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. So Sedona, and I've been all over the world. Sedona is to me the most beautiful place in the world. I absolutely love that place. It's gorgeous. It. It's one of my favorites, and you know, my wife and I have been there where it just started snowing, and we're walking out there, and it's it's just it's it is it's just a beautiful, 
uh, place and a very peaceful place. And, and my wife is from Arizona. We just came back from Phoenix, uh, Tucson. Uh, you know, we were in Chandler and then Sarita, Green Valley. So I've, I've, I love that state. I've been up and down it since, uh, you know, getting married to my wife. Her family's all out there. So we love visiting. Oh, amazing. See, we had a lot in common. I didn't even know yeah. that. So, yeah, so my son and his wife was just here in Hawaii. Uh, they spent Christmas with us. Then they flew back, and yesterday they were dri- they were driving up into the Grand Canyon, and then I'm sure they came down through Sedona. They haven't sent me any pictures yet. i got to make sure I hit them up for that because I know they, they had to have gone down through Sedona. Yeah, the whole the road's through Flagstaff. It's just Arizona is one of the only states that I, I just it covers the gamut of what you could experience in that state if you if you cover all the corners of it agreed absolutely so before we got started here chris i gave a brief intro and a, and a bio and i've been uh you know up to this point talking to you all over social media or at least i know i will be um getting ready for the show <laughs> um but um I want to hear from you. I want to hear a little bit of your intro. You know, a lot of people in the podcasting world know Chris Kremitzos, without a doubt. They know who you are, what you're up to. You've got PodFest going on. You've got the messengers coming up, the documentary about podcasters, amazing stuff. But I want to know a little bit more about you. Let's get a little bit personal. I grew up in New York, uh, and my parents are from Greece, so I'm first generation. Uh, and as a person that loved business, I was an entrepreneur from the time I was 13, selling candy in school. That's when I learned about government regulations. Uh, you know, the principal took me out <laughs> and, and then uh, graduated into being a general contractor. So I'm, I'm one of those serial entrepreneurs, have always been an entrepreneur, don't know how to do anything else, and uh, been in Florida now for about 11 years, have built uh, some really amazing communities. And one of the communities I kind of stumbled into was the podcasting space. And prior to that, I used to, about 10 years ago, I used to produce uh, live TV shows. And uh, podcasting kind of reinvigorated the flame for production because of the audience that's there looking for content. And uh, that's kind of how I started producing these uh, events. And uh, about four years ago, we started, we did two workshops with 100 people each. The next year, we uh, created what I called Florida PodFest, and that was really well attended. Then the year after that, we took the name Florida off it, made it national. We called it PodFest. Uh, had about 182 people attend that. And now uh, PodFest Multimedia Expo is an international event. I have people already confer- confirmed from Israel, uh, Taiwan, uh, you know, Trinidad, Canada, UK, literally all over the globe coming in, besides you know all the amazing uh, people from the states, from every pretty much every state in the union. Uh, coming to Orlando, Florida for PodFest. So um, I'm a facilitator of an experience for people in the podcasting community, and I facilitate connections, education, and community. And that's really what I focus on. And the movie, that uh, The Messengers, we uh, I, I basically created a documentary because we had so many unique characters out of the, out of the podcasting space that uh, we had to... Uh, I felt we had to document it in film and we did a crowdfunding campaign and were able to raise uh, 110% of goal to create this movie and we've been all over the globe to film the movie and now we're in the editing phase of putting all the pieces together. Yeah, and it's very fascinating listening to the podcast and 
watching the clips that you guys are sharing with what's going on with you traveling out to Puerto Rico to talk to uh, John Lee Dumas and you know just talking to let's see who else other people that I personally know Ramona Rice uh, oh yeah you, she was there and in, in fact she's there in the trailer um, and a couple many others that I that I know I'm gonna miss I'd- a few of those we've talked to unfortunately with any movie we're not going to be able to feature everybody because there's just we've interviewed so many we're just looking to uh, you know make a good narrative and a good story but we've uh, we've featured so many different amazing people and hopefully i hope you know a lot of your friends make the cut but at the end of the day it just comes to what piece fits the movie it's nothing personal and nothing um but it's just you know putting pieces together and making something that's worthy of watching yeah, I totally get that. And at least along the way, you guys are documenting who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Oh, absolutely. About. Yeah, the, we created a podcast about the mo- making the movie, and the, yeah, we, pretty much everybody's on that. Yeah, absolutely. And just out of curiosity, I think I heard this number once before, but uh, I may I don't, I don't know how reputable it was. But at this point, how do you know how many podcasts there are out there? Yeah, the the estimate is somewhere around 300,000, 350,000. Of that, they guesstimate that 180,000 are actually active. And the other estimate I've heard is in the next three years, we're going to go up to a million podcasters. Wow. Wow. Goodness. And and I last I heard is something like about 40% of the population are actually actively uh, engaging and listening to podcasts. Uh, yeah, it might even be higher. It'll it'll if it's not over fifty or fifty six percent by the end of twenty seventeen, it should be. Uh, it's it's basically it's you know within the next three years we'll have hundred percent market penetration. Uh, what's happening right now is the radio is transitioning into on demand podcasting, and uh, the TV screen is becoming the radio. Because uh, yes, you're, you you could ask yourself or your friends, anyone listening, how many of us have used the TV to play music or uh, during the holidays, uh, my father-in-law uses a TV to play fi- the fireplace off of Netflix, and then everybody in the room is looking at their phones. So it, we're we're going through a huge transition in uh, media and content, and it's all happening right now. Uh, and pod- podcasting is still in its infancy. I know I've been doing this now for uh, three or four years uh, teaching it, but we're still in the infancy stage. Yeah, and I completely agree. And I'll tell you what, I, I know tribes. I was in the Army for 25 years, and I know close-knit groups, and I know groups of people that, that really like to help each other out. Uh, in, in, you know, in my case, in the military, obviously, it was for survival. But the, the podcast community in every single group I've ever gone into, as far as Facebook, physical groups, whatever, they're just, in my experience anyway, the most giving people. Every one of them that I've ever asked something of or, you know, shared something of my knowledge with, everybody's just so helpful and, and grateful to have every little bit of information coming at them. Yeah, there's a reason for that, actually. The reason is most, the majority of podcasters are individuals that have a message and they want to help other human beings. So when you get that individual in the room, you know, a hundred times over, you have a community of people that already feel that it is their mission to spread their message and they want to give. So even though you, you may have the most diverse messages in a room, all of the podcasters will support and help one another, and it's a very unique experience. Yeah, and you know, 
every time I turn around, I, I hear about a new podcast. Like I just recently got into one. Well, in fact, James, one of your guys is traveling around with you. I saw him on um, with John Lee Dumas out in Puerto Rico flying his quadcopters, his his drones. And there's a podcast about drones. And I'm like, who in the heck's going to... I love drones. My son's got drones and stuff like that. And I'm like, who's listening to this drone podcast? And I go there, and it's fascinating. And I'm always fascinated by how many different subjects there are. What's one of the craziest, oddest subjects in your mind that you've ever seen that's on a podcast? Yeah, um, the craziest one I've seen... uh, Well, the one that I always like to mention is um, Denicia Hilton of Holistic Health. She started the Sisters of Flow. And she, her tagline is "Let's cycle together," and she has menstrual Mondays and Flow Fridays. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's the craziest, but it always makes people <laughs> chuckle and it's funny. And but I, you know, when you ask her why did you make it, you know, kind of play on words, she said it's such a serious topic. I had to break the ice through humor, so I just thought that was really niche. And Randy Goers, the gentleman that you mentioned with the drone radio show, he actually came to Podfest two years back, and he had an idea for two different shows, and we all said. The, the idea that you have that's gold is the drone radio show. Stick with that. And now he's like one of the top experts in the world. He travels the conferences. They give him, you know, tickets to attend drone conferences and races so he can report on stuff. What's really cool is whenever I need to know about drones, I get to call a good friend of mine that I helped, you know, start him up. And now if I need anything to know, I call him and he tells me what's going on. So it's so cool how connected this community is. It really is, and there's a plethora of information. You just it's it's endless, and goodness from from your your cycle for the women to drones for anybody, it's just truly amazing. So you have obviously done so much at this point, um, outside of the podcast world and in business. And I know after talking to so many people that along the way, not everything went perfectly right. I know there's always these kick in the gut moments, and whether it's personal or business, I would like to hear that greatest kick in the gut moment that comes to mind well my my greatest kick in the gut moment was uh well i have a lot of them but one that comes to mind was when i was producing live tv uh i was actually uh, asked to i was thrown off the the airwaves because my content was so controversial the station didn't want to handle it anymore so they created uh trumped up charges you know it's it was similar to the military in that everything's in writing <laughs> mm-hmm. so they ripped me up on stuff that i didn't do but um, nonetheless, they did give me warnings not to push the envelope. I still was pushing the envelope with my content, so they had to figure out a way to get me out of there. So they wrote up some charges that were kind of uh, uh, fudged, and I literally went through what I call a military tribunal, but this the station held a hearing within the station. It was all in-house, and uh, I was thrown off the airwaves. So here I was. I'd built up a really nice fan base. A group of people would watch. I had developed all this stuff, and I had nothing. And I, I rented a little place. It was a 400-square-foot place. And I was down to my last $5. And then I remember towards the end of the week, I had $0.85 cents left. I had whole wheat pasta, and I had marmalade. I literally boiled the whole wheat pasta, and I used the marmalade because I figured it's a carbohydrate. Can't taste that bad. It tasted terrible. But I ate the whole meal because I didn't know when I was going to eat again. And I got on the phone with a good friend of mine. Her name is Barbara Grassi. And I said, Barbara, I don't have any money. What do, what do I do? She goes, have you ever thought of sending out an email and asking people to buy tickets to an event? You're always promoting all kinds of events. Why don't you just ask for money? I said, is it that easy? She goes, yeah, go to PayPal, create a link, and see what happens. So I did what she told me. 
I called her back. I said, you won't believe this. She goes, what? I go, people are buying tickets. She goes, well, I told you. And it was, uh, it was me allowing myself to receive uh, and to be able to make money because I had a, a block around that kind of abundance. And ever since that point, I never looked back. You made a very good point there at the very end. I mean, the whole thing was just an amazing uh, kick in the gut moment for sure. And most people would just kick you and keep you down. Uh, but one, you reached out to a, a lifeline. You called somebody. And that takes a lot for many, especially men. Let's just be real about that. Men have a hard time sometimes reaching out and asking for help. And you did that. And then, but it was the mindset that you allowed yourself to receive. And that sometimes is also hard for men to do. We can give all day long. And uh, sometimes we just give too much of ourselves to the point to where we have nothing. But it's hard to receive sometimes. So what did you learn from that whole process? Uh, just basically that it's okay to receive, that I have value in the marketplace and people are willing to pay for that value. And I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I, I learned that sometimes it's as easy as sending out an email with a link that says, please click here. <laughs> so I, I was over complicated matters. And literally, I literally, um, even though I had a tough time economically from that point on, I was never what I would call broke. Like I talked to a lot of people and they use the term broke very broadly. I mean, I had 85 cents to my name broke. Like I, I was about to live on the streets broke. My parents were up in New York. I had moved away from home. I wanted to make a name for myself and, and build my own uh, thing. I had no network except for the people I had met from the TV station and meetings. So, uh, you know, I was literally down to my last 85 cents. And then the other thing I learned was I framed everything from that point on in the positive. I've always, always uh, uh, framed things in the positive kind of guy. So whenever I would have uh, bill collectors call me at that point, I would literally rename the bill collector's phone number into something that was pleasant. So literally my phone would light up and it would say Dean Martin is calling or Frank Sinatra. So that way it was not a negative experience while I was getting back on my feet to pay back my, my debts and uh, you know kind of build myself back up. Yeah, and here's the thing, men of abundance. One of the things that he's pointing out is we're talking to ourselves constantly regardless. Most people are talking to your, most of you are talking to yourself in a negative connotation, in a negative manner. And it really is as simple as turning those words around, shutting that off, because it's going to happen. Just shut it off and then go right into the positive as best you can. And even renaming it, I think that's brilliant. It definitely helped my um, well-being because I, I didn't want to get depressed every time I saw the phone ring and I had to reframe the whole experience. And then I actually uh, uh, I made it into a very pleasant thing. And pretty soon, I you know, I was not living in that small little cramped apartment. Uh, and then I was able to get another apartment. And very quickly, uh, things started kind of rolling my way to the point where I was able to rebuild a business, you know, uh, start paying off debts and uh, it was pretty amazing. It took me five years. And by the way, this was all during 08, 09, during the crash, the financial crash. So it all happened in that time frame. And quite honestly, that was my most productive period of of kind of uh, personal growth uh, because I did not have money. So resources were not available. Therefore, I had to be resourceful. And my resourcefulness is what got me through uh, that time. And that's a, a, a skill, a muscle that I've developed that I always remind myself when you don't have the money to to do something all you need is the resourcefulness and you could actually get more than the person that has the money yeah that's a very good point so what was that first event that you set up 
Well, uh, in 08, 09, I think I was one of the first people in the country. I didn't realize how early ad- uh, early an adapter I was. But I believe it was in 08 or something or 09. I was the first to teach Twitter to business people uh, in this area anyways. I know I was the first here. Uh, I was teaching Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Constant Contact. I was teaching people what an opt-in is. You have to understand an opt-in was a new concept back then. People were still catching on to, oh, someone gives you an email. That's They opt-in. So I would teach people, you know, all that stuff. And I was selling tickets for $199. And then the closer the event got, the price would go up to $299. So I was doing really well with those events. And that kind of was the seed money that helped me build uh, what was to come after that. That's very interesting. Did you already have that knowledge that you were going to be sharing at the event? And if so, where did you learn that? Actually, I didn't have any of that knowledge. Um <laughs> I but I had friends that had that knowledge and I one day I was at a Christmas party and everybody was having a drink so everybody was really happy I'm not a big drinker so I was kind of looking at everybody I'm like man if I ask all of these characters to appear on this day at my workshop I have every expert that I need to know so I started asking I said hey Dustin can you teach on how you do this he goes sure hey Steve can you teach people how you do XYZ sure so all of a sudden I had five six people now, remember, back then, no one knew what was going on. So just just teaching people how the platform works was actually very valuable information. I mean, it still is today. But back then, it wasn't even marketing. It's like, what is it? You know, what is Twitter? I mean, you know, this was very revolutionary that you type, you know, how many characters and people are actually listening or, or reading. So I asked them all to speak. They all, uh, you know, uh, were more than happy to speak. And then I went, uh, I went around to promoting that. And I had about a you know, 70 or 80 people attend the first one because I, I didn't know I could get more than 100. I should have got a bigger room, but the room was packed and we had a blast. We had a real blast. So you knew nothing about what you were going to teach. You got other guys to come and do the teaching. Now, I don't want to minimize the fact that you organized this whole thing. I've organized, you know, events that were like show type things, not not of panels of people that are teaching stuff but I guess I have done stuff like that as well and that's no easy task to get the venue and there's so many things that can go wrong and all this other kind of stuff but you basically pulled something out of nothing and and created this thing and now you're here you are building Podfest where you got people coming from all over the world um, that's just amazing yeah uh, Wally since that time I've done 1500 events and when I say events, I mean meetups, workshops, uh, event. I've done the big. So everything I've done is local in the Tampa Bay area, except for Podfest. And uh, we've done events where I've pulled 500 business people in one one social, big social. And it's all prepared me for what's about to happen with Podfest Multimedia Expo. It's prepared me to be an expert and to create really large national events. So you're going to see me in the next few years uh, become one of the largest promotions companies in america when it comes to the space of the digital influencer that is super amazing and i'm glad to be able to be here to introduce you to other people because most of the folks that that uh, come on and listen to men of abundance a lot of them aren't entrepreneurs a lot of them are just people that just want to be better in their family finances fitness or faith i always tell people all the time have some sort of a side hustle and this is one of those things that I feel you could start out small and do something. It's just another idea to uh, to be able to develop a skill and bring amazing people together. Listen, we're 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 living in the age of here's here's some here's something for people to think about, and this is a a fun fact. It's I might write a book on this, but uh, as we move forward in this digital age, 
people are going to, they won't be, marketers will not be able to rely on Facebook ads and Google ads because our information is going to come from artificial intelligence, Alexa, Siri. Uh, these are platforms where you're going to be talking to them in your car and they're going to be talking back to you and doing everything that you want them to do. Therefore, if I was a, a company and I'm looking to grow my brand, they need to align with digital influencers that have already created a niche within their audience because that, that influence is going to be worth a lot of money to these companies. And, and then you as the digital influencer will have the opportunity to field uh, different offers from marketers, from companies to sponsor your, uh, you know, your show based on the community you built. So we're moving into a very unique space over the next five years. You have to understand, everybody's talking about driverless cars, but uh, the, the future never works the way we think it's going to work. I have a feeling we're going to leapfrog driverless cars very quickly into drones. I think kids, uh, my daughter's uh, a, a year and a half. I think she's going to be probably flying in the air and, dr and drones will be delivering her to wherever she needs to go, not driverless cars. So uh, I think technology is going to move very fast and we just need to be aware. So the one thing that anyone could do that's listening to this is build your own brand. If you're a digital influencer and you have a community, it's something that you can't really replicate through uh, automation or a computer. Agreed. Yeah, I, I see that too. I can definitely see that, uh, especially with the leapfrogging over driverless car or peopleless cars and and right into drones because i've already see, already see the technology out there i already see people doing that and, and getting it ready well you're also you're also in the military the most advanced group that i've ever talked to when it comes to technology is the military uh because a lot of this stuff has been developed in the military so a lot of the military guys have had a lot of experience with a lot of the technology so i actually i love speaking to military groups because i learn as much as i teach Whereas other groups, they haven't really figured out what's going on yet, or they kind of understand the technology, but they don't understand how it's going to transform. But a lot of people, you know, that are associated in the military have seen the technology firsthand before, you know, it went out to the civilian applications. Yeah, very good point. Well, we could talk about this and just continue going on forever and ever, but I want to respect your time as well as the listener's time. So we're at the point right now, Chris, where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Hey, man, listen, there are many stresses throughout our day, throughout our life, and many of those stresses we cannot control. And actually, we create more stress in our life trying to control those stresses that we can't control. But there are a few things that cause stress in our life that we can control, one of which you're doing right now, which is controlling your mindset by controlling what goes into your mind. You're controlling your thoughts right now by listening to this podcast. Another thing that you can control is the stress that we put on our body by what we consume throughout the day. Many of us are running around from meeting to meeting. We're on the go. We'll stop and grab a quick snack, probably out of the vending machine or something like that, or something that's not very healthy. Well, one thing that I do and have been doing for almost six years now is every single morning I start my day off right with a superfood dense nutrition shake and i can hear all the groans and moans out there i'm telling you i did the same thing when i started drinking this stuff i fully intended on getting my money back because there's a 30-day money back guarantee and i fully intended on getting every cent back so on the 28th day i had my blood work done again and my cholesterol my blood work everything was absolutely perfect as opposed to what it was 28 days prior this stuff has helped my family in so many ways, everything from my esophageal reflux to my joint pain. 
Look, it's just dense nutrition that my body was not already getting, even though I was not eating terribly. I thought I was eating pretty good, but this stuff has some amazing stuff in it. And I'm not going to get into all the ingredients, but just to give you an idea. Shakeology has protein, amino acids, antioxidants such as camu camu, goji berry, which is extremely important because they help the body fight against degenerative aging and heart disease, high blood pressure. Shakeology also has phytonutrients, which greatly boosts your immune system. Shakeology also contains adaptogens such as ashwagandha and rashi mushroom, which is Ganoderma. This is the stuff that helps your body fight against that stress that we're talking about. Look, I can go on and on, and you're going to continue to be as skeptical as I was until you give this stuff a try yourself. The fact is your body can regenerate itself as long as you treat it right and you give it the proper nutrition that it needs. Shakeology is by far the healthiest meal of my day as well as that of my family because everybody in my family drinks Shakeology. And we have been for over six years like I already said. So if you want more information or you're just ready to order, go to menofabundance.com. Select resources at the top of the page. Then scroll down to health and fitness hacks and you'll see the Shakeology video right there and you can order right there from that page. Now let's get back to the show. Excellent. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. So um, if you're looking to, uh, are, is this in actionable steps in building a business, actionable steps in just living an abundant life? Living an abundant life is my favorite. Okay, living an abundant life. Absolutely. First thing is wake up in the morning and count your blessings. You know, think about what you're grateful for and literally think about it and then either verbalize it you know if you're grateful for your wife or you're grateful for you know something that someone did uh focus on what you're grateful for for me i i really i'm not my best if i don't spend 20 30 minutes going for a walk or having some time to myself to kind of just think about you know kind of the world around me and what i'm gonna about to do and then one of the most important things that i think is really um uh, missed by a lot of people is you need to get a good eight hours of sleep. I know that sounds kind of funny, but a lot of people have very poor sleeping habits and it actually impacts the rest of their, their day. And, you know, so you spend a third of your life trying to get some sleep in bed. So working on getting really good, deep sleep every day. Very good point. Absolutely love it. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? I know you just mentioned a few of them, but what other daily habits make up a big impact in your life? Yeah, for me, like I said, walking. Uh, usually walking the beach, I try and do that as often as I can. Uh, right now, I'm at two or three times a week, which is pretty good. Um, and then I would say daily habits. I like meeting people. So for me, if I'm on the phone, like doing these interviews or uh, doing something where I'm interacting with another human being, that juices me. So the days where I'm locked behind the computer in the office actually are not good for my well-being. I need to be um, actively talking to people. That's something that, for my daily habit, is is good for my well-being. And then uh, having a good meal. I'm uh, coming from a big fat Greek family. I like having a, a nice, hearty meal. I'm not the guy that says, oh, "I'll eat whatever." I I'm kind of picky with my food, but it, it's it's something I truly enjoy is having a really nice meal with friends or family. So I, I love having lunch with friends or or having a big meal with family. Yeah, and I'm glad you you said that big fat Greek family. I think you're the first Greek that I've had on the show. And Greece is one of the places that is at the top of my list that I absolutely have to visit. Uh, and I'm definitely going to, you know, I have that planned for sure. 
Uh, that in Australia. I haven't been to that continent yet. Yeah, we uh, we might be going to Australia next year. Um, uh, but Greece we've been to now the last two years. My, I took my wife and my daughter. And I will tell you, there's something about the Greek people. I don't, it's a warmth or friendliness that has been bred into them over thousands of years. That just you can't duplicate it. It's uh, it's just such a unique, um, a unique thing. It's it's they don't do it for the money. They just love, they love when they see another human being from another country appreciating uh, what they have to offer. That's really cool. I like that. That makes me want to go even more. I had not heard that. So, what book would you recommend to our abundant leaders, and why? Uh, Guerrilla Marketing by J. Conrad Levinson because whenever you do something uh, I just think it's a eye-opening book on how to be resourceful and it, it, it could trigger other parts of your life but uh, I had the pleasure of meeting J. Conrad Levinson he was the man that created legendary marketing campaigns that uh, like the Sears Die Hard Battery the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man uh, he created the cowboy for the Marlboro cigarettes. But in his later life, uh, he was uh, really uh, kind of like a Yoda. And he had this great book called Guerrilla Marketing. And it was about ways to be resourceful with your money when you're out there getting your message out there. And I just thought it was uh, one of the best books ever written on marketing. Yeah, and that's I, I read that book quite some time ago. Um, it's a It's a really good book. I like that one. And I'll have that book, as well as anything else that we mentioned, as far as links and whatnot, linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Uh, so you guys can go there and go check that out. Uh, so I have one last question for you, Chris, and that is, what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Uh, it means being present for when my daughter is around me, uh, being present for when my wife smiles at me, um, being present when a stranger reaches out to me and they'd like to meet up and they'd like to ask of my help uh so really just being present enjoying the moment uh, is what i believe uh, an abundant life is all about and it's something that i think i'm always in a perpetual uh reminder to make sure that i'm present to kind of everything around me and appreciate the people around me so that's uh that's kind of what what abundance means to me and you made me smile when you said that uh to be present when your wife smiles at you because i just had the picture in my mind of my wife smiling back at me and it's just a wonderful thing to actually be present in that moment and the same with my little guy my seven year I got three boys uh 22 17 and seven and, wow uh, yeah and it just they're just unbelievable but my little guy's like my shadow <laughs> yeah, and so that's the, the last one growing up with you right so it is it is you get to appreciate every second of it there's well, nothing listen there's, there's nothing like it absolutely and and the other thing is is he's the one that i've spent the most time with quite frankly because i was on active duty uh for the other two and you know pretty much gone quite a bit so yeah. uh, not so much with this little guy so it's just it's cool to be able to experience that with him and, and the 17 year old as well as he's going through that teenage years so chris i really appreciate your time brother and uh i, I want to before you leave us today leave us with a parting piece of guidance in any way that we can reach you and find out more about what you have going on yeah and this is going to be kind of unusual on the podcast but if anyone wants to reach me you could uh feel free to give me a call 727-858-8131 i really mean that i have this new thing now where i've simplified my life and if anyone ever wants to talk or has a question you can reach me directly i don't see why not and then uh, uh you can find me on facebook chris kremitzos uh, or uh, chris at podfest.us. That's my email. But yeah, I mean, anyone could reach out to me. Um, I used to be Mr. Busy Busy. I'm still busy, but I figure, hey, 
I'm not busy enough not to take uh, a call that comes my way and I uh, love meeting people so it's uh, kind of my my thing that's truly amazing and I say that and that's definitely abundant thinking and abundant leadership because so many people really are busy they just cannot possibly take all of the uh, requests that that come at them on a regular basis um, but the fact that you've set your life up in such a way that you are able to take those calls and take those requests is truly abundant and um, something I want to uh, learn much more about and that's why I love having these conversations with guys like you Wally thank you for having me on and uh, you know maybe we'll we'll visit Hawaii pretty soon because that's a that's a I think that's on our list for sure well good I look forward to that I'm on the island of Oahu. Most people that visit end up going to either uh, Maui or Kauai. Um, but um, if you make it onto Oahu, brother, we'll, we'll go out and, you know, have some coffee, beers, or whatever it is that you want to do and show you some places that most tourists don't see. Oh, that's, uh, that's definitely a deal. I'll tell you that right now. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Have an awesome day. All right. Thank you, Ali. Man, I hope you got so much out of that conversation. I'm telling you right now, I have the conversation all the time, and I'm always saying this, you know I am, that I love education, but you do not have to go get an education from a traditional source, like a college or a university or something like that. There is so much information out there and so much free information for you to get a hold of to at least learn the basics to start figuring out a way to make an, a living and to earn income and whatever it is that you enjoy doing. I truly encourage you to go out there and do that. There are so many reasons for it. You know I talk about it all the time. And that's part of what I got out of this conversation with Chris today. Because when he started those events, he didn't know anything about the stuff he was bringing the people together to talk about. He just knew enough to pull people together. He knew enough to get a venue. He knew enough to make this thing happen. Heck, he probably just knew enough to be dangerous, quite frankly, and dangerous to himself. But the fact of the matter is, he got it done. And he learned so much from that very first event. And you heard what he said about how many events he's run since then. And he's bringing amazing people together. He's helping other people learn other skills. And on top of that, he's making a living doing it. How amazing is that? You can do that with just about anything that you enjoy doing in life. Just figure out how to do it. Now, go out there and live your life of abundance. And make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.